Welcome to the SJ Child Show, where a little bit of knowledge can turn fear into understanding. Enjoy the show. Well, hello and good day. I was going to say evening because it's evening for me, but anybody might be listening to this at any time of the day. So thank you so much for being here and being a guest. Um, today I have Carice Anderson, and I'm so excited to talk about a book that she has right now and um, some really big things kind of in leadership um, and how we can learn to look within ourselves, first of all, Mm. be honest and authentic all the time. And that's when our best selves can be really um, procured. So without further ado, hello. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me, Sarah. I'm super excited about our conversation. Yeah, me too. And why don't we just start at the beginning, the introduction, let us know a little bit about yourself. And then we'll jump into to the book. Well, as you've said, my name is Carice Anderson. I am from the booming metropolis of Hueytown, Alabama, population 16,000. Oh. <laughs> You're like, Hueytown, that does not sound like a booming <laughs> metropolis. Uh, but yeah, I grew up there, um, you know, went to Catholic school from kindergarten through 12th grade, you know, grew up in a family, very close knit you know, um, I think always say kind of the four themes of my life growing up, the first 18 years were family, spirituality, music, and education. Mm-hmm. Those four kind of ruled my life for those, those first 18 years. I went to University of Alabama for undergrad, majored in marketing, had no real clue what I was doing. And I often say that, you know, my career kind of happened in, I would say three phases. I think the first phase was, you know, before I went to business school, second phase after business school. And then the third phase is when I moved to South Africa and lived there for 10 years. And I just moved back to the U.S. last year. And I guess began the fourth phase of my career. So that's, you know, a little little short intro on me. (laughs) I love that. And that gives you so much when you travel around the world like that. I mean, other than, you know, being from a small town. I mean, how was that to just kind of get outside of your own space and Mm. see all of the things that were happening? It opened your eyes to so much, doesn't it? Absolutely. I mean, and I, you know, I don't, I didn't leave the country for the first time until I was, I think I was 23 years Mm. old. And, you know, so to go from that to living outside of the country for 10 years was just a huge leap because a lot of people I know don't even have passports, you know, or have never really left you know, like North America. <laughs> exactly. Right. I mean, I think when I went to Mexico, you still didn't need a passport. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Or you go to the Caribbean, right? I mean, they're, yeah. just, they're very welcoming places, right? They want you to come there when you go to, you know, just a real foreign country. It's just like, you know, who are you? <laughs> exactly. Oh my God. You know, you just gotta, you gotta fit in, you gotta yeah. figure it out. So it's, it was a huge learning curve for me, but one that I'm so glad I took the leap and, and made. Oh, that sounds incredible. Tell us about what got you started 
in writing? Did you, have you always liked to write? Where did you begin that love of writing? You know, it's funny, Sarah, right? (laughs) I know, right? When I was a little kid, I loved to read and write. I was a huge, you know, reader. I used to read a lot of mystery books like Nancy Drew and the Hardy Boys. Yeah. (laughs) I was that person. And I read a lot of biographies too. I've always loved learning from the lives of other people. And I used to, you know, write, I'd write stories and poems and, but then, you know, as a lot of us do, right, people tell you, do something where you can pay your own bills. (laughs) (laughs) And that was not reading and writing, you know, at least that's not what was sort of communicated to me. And so I majored in business Mm -hmm. and, you know, I've got two degrees in business, my undergrad, and then I also have an MBA. And, you know, once I moved to South Africa, I started working at McKinsey and Company. And I just, you know, I was coming across a lot of young professionals there and other places. And I saw that they were extremely frustrated mm-hmm. and extremely, you know, lost, a lot like I was 14 years earlier. I think why I was surprised at that, though, was because I was like, well, you kids have the internet. You know, I'm dating myself now. <laughs> when I came out of undergrad, the internet was five pages long and you could get through it in about seven minutes, right? Yeah. So it was not really a resource. But then I'm thinking, I'm looking at these young people. I'm like, you all have the internet, you have online courses, you have audio books, you just have a wealth of knowledge out here. How do you all not know some of these things, you know, but I realized sometimes you don't know what you don't know and you don't even know the questions that you should be asking. So there could be this treasure trove of information, but if you don't know, you should be looking for it. It's pretty much useless to you. Yeah. And so I thought I would write a book that basically says, here are the things you need to be looking for. Here are the questions that you need to be asking. Here are some of the mistakes that I made early in my career because there is no sense in other people repeating the exact same mistakes that I made in 1998. <laughs> <laughs> Go make new mistakes. Exactly. Don't make the same yeah. ones, right? You know, I can't keep you from being human and making mistakes, but I can keep you from making the same ones I made. Mm-hmm. And so that's really what the book is. It's just literally a brain dump of what I wish somebody had told me when I was, mm-hmm. you know, 22, 25. 27, 31, you know. <laughs> exactly. No, isn't that the truth? And our education system, I mean, bless her heart, is just I know. not, not set no. up for real life. It is totally. But you know, if you think about it, a lot of professors are purely academics. They yeah. have, a lot of them have not worked in the corporate world and you know they're we uh, we appreciate what they bring to the table, but I think it's it's incomplete, you know, and that's one of my you know, ultimate dreams is I would love to make this a college course or, you know, create an online course so that more people could have access to it. Because that was the other thing for me, Sarah. You know, I've worked at really large blue chip companies. And I think about all the hoops I had to jump through to get into those companies. I had to do well in high school, then I had to do well in university. I did well in grad school. I just don't believe everybody should have to jump through all of those hoops to get access to this information. Mm -hmm. So I really wanted to democratize the access to those unwritten rules of success in high-performing environments. So, you know, I often joke, you know, I paid over $100,000 to go to Harvard Business School, but I'm giving you this book for (laughs) $18.95. So I think it's a great deal. (laughs) Yeah, let's look at it. Show us the book. I think it's a a steal. So my face is on the front. One of my friends keeps telling me, he's like, Carrie, you know you're going to age and your face (laughs) is not going to look like 
that's okay. <laughs> that's when it was passion, right? That's when there it was like needed to be there. Exactly. I agree. I agree. Oh, that's fantastic. So tell us about intelligence isn't enough. Mm-hmm. Like what was the thought? For, I mean, obviously it kind of gave us an idea of that, you know, mm-hmm. info dump on that. Right. What can people expect when they go into that to find um, how to process that? Yeah. I often say that the framework for my book is know yourself, know others, know your environment, then integrate the knowledge of those three to build a personal brand and a communication style that allows you to have maximum impact. And so my book is all about impact. I really don't just want people to buy my book, even though I appreciate that. I don't want you to just read it. That's not even enough for me. I really want you to pick out three to five things that you could do tomorrow in 60, 90 days in a year that could really make a difference in how you feel about yourself, the quality of your relationships at work, your understanding of the environment you're working in, and ultimately your personal brand and how you communicate. I really just, you know, I feel like we spend so much time at work. Mm. We either are at work we're thinking about work, we're driving to work, we're getting dressed to go to work. We need to enjoy this experience. Yeah. <laughs> and and I just want people to have more fun and have more impact at work. And so my book, you know, the last chapter of my book is all about how do you bring all these concepts that I've shared, you know, into action because I ultimately want you to do something with it. The other thing that I will say that I think also makes my book unique is that, you know, obviously I'm bringing experiences from my time working in the U.S. and in working in South Africa. I had the opportunity to work for a multinational consulting firm. And so I got a chance to coach and facilitate people in North America and Europe and in Africa. And because of that, my network is quite extensive. And so I interviewed 30 successful leaders, and I have sprinkled their quotes throughout the book. Mm, and so I, I wanted to really share not just this isn't just my opinion, but also I'm bringing their opinions because I didn't want this book to be an American book. I don't want it to be a South African book or a European. I want it to be like a global book that yeah. shares universal success principles. And so the people that I've interviewed, you know, they've worked in financial services and private equity and nonprofits and healthcare and the beauty industry. So I really tried to get a wide range of people as well. And they've, you know, worked, lived, been educated in Africa, North America, and Europe. And so I just wanted, you know, anybody to be able to pick up this book and get a lot out of it and see, like I said, that there are some things that are just universal. Yeah. No matter what the industry is, no matter the geography, the culture, there are just some things that honestly just work. And and I will say, because I don't know if I'm preempting a question you might ask, but (laughs) one of the themes that came through, two things I would say, is people, you know, really talked about taking ownership, but also relax. Yeah. You know, like do your best, but don't just like freak yourself out. Like, oh my gosh, you know, if I make a wrong choice, my life is over and I'm destined to a lifetime of failure and despair. (laughs) It's like, no, it's okay to make mistakes. That's part of the process. Don't be so eager to get everything now because there's a reason why things take time, you know, and just giving yourself that time too. So it's really nice to hear from successful people like, relax. You're okay. Yeah. Yeah. You don't hear that enough. I'm sure Mm. that that's something that, you know, self-care, relaxation, things that people say, oh, you're being lazy. You're not, you're being Mm. selfish. You're being, you know, but all of those things, then you're not going to be working at top notch when you don't have 
care for yourself. Absolutely. Anyways. Absolutely. Is, it, is there kind of a defining like um, idea that everybody has? Like, what's the best way to be a good business person? Like, mm. is there is there kind of an idea that you got from all of those people? Maybe one thing they all had in common. Okay, I'm going to cheat and say three. Okay, so- yeah. Thank you. That's better. <laughs> I'm going to give that. you two yeah, extras. that's great. I think the first one is knowing your story and managing your mindset. Mm. Everything starts with just understanding yourself. Because I think a lot of times when we think about leadership, we immediately go to other people and leading other people. But the first person you have to lead is right here. And this is the hardest person you will ever have to lead and the most important, right? Yeah. So really understanding yourself and managing your own mindset because different situations will pop up. And I promise you the difference, you know, I'm sure you've seen this in your life, right? You see two people go through a very similar situation and they have very different reactions to it. A lot of that is mindset. How do they, you know, glass half empty, glass half full, you know, what do they say? Life is 10% of what happens to you, 90% of how you respond to it, right? Yeah. So it's, it's that mindset. And I think when your mindset's in the right place, you can conquer anything. Yeah. And I think that sort of, you know, leads to the second one, which is, you know, take ownership, Mm. you know, take ownership of how you deliver at work, how you show up, how you communicate, how you dress, your social media profiles, like be intentional and be deliberate. And I would say the third thing is that success requires collaboration and inclusion. Yeah. You know, I think sometimes when you think about the advice that we've gotten about our careers, you know, work hard and put your head down and, you know, you'll be chosen as the as the 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 knighted one right you'll be knighted as the (laughs) as the chosen one and I think we have to acknowledge that that a lot of that advice does not feature other people Mm -hmm. so you can get it in your head like I'm just gonna be successful by myself but if you talk to anybody who's successful they've all had somebody to help them Mm -hmm. you know what I mean whether it was an entrepreneur who somebody let them sleep on their couch while they were writing their business plan or read their business plan or invested in them or gave them advice you know what I mean you need other people and I think if we recognize that then I think we'll be more deliberate about learning how to get along with other people and how to collaborate and how to resolve conflict because I feel like those are the differentiators you know from people that I see that are Oh, because I've seen a lot of really smart people, but they're not as successful as they could be because they don't know how to get along with other people. Right. You know, you're limited. Yeah. You're limited in how much you can achieve just by yourself. But I mean, your impact can be infinite if you if you can try to achieve those results with, through and for other people. I love that. I love that. It reminded me, a friend of mine just posted a quote that said something about while you guys were arguing if the glass was glass was half empty or half full, I drank it, the opportunist. <laughs> and I just love that. I was That's like, hilarious. That's I love that. that. Yeah, and it's that right, right? Take hold of your opportunities mm, and make yeah. the best of them. And if they don't work, try something different. Yeah, I'm, yeah absolutely. I always, I always look at, um, bless my parents' hearts, they're their steadfast determination to stay in one job for 50 years. And, you know, like, wow, I couldn't have ever done that. So honor to them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Oh my gosh. Luckily they were both jobs where they were very, um, 
busy helping mm. lots of different people. So it was never anything that was just like typing or so, you know, at a desk yeah. or something, but it still amazes me that mm. commitment, that accountability to do those, that kind of hard work, but yeah. it does, it does start with that mindset and mm. learning how to react appropriately, especially. And like you said, get along with people. <laughs> so important. <laughs> I know, right? Because yeah. I'll be honest, Sarah, like the way I felt coming out of undergrad was I was like, well, I'm smart and I've got this piece of paper. And then I went and got another really expensive piece of paper. I was like, I'm set for life. I, I never, I wasn't really thinking about the role that other people would play yeah. in my career and in my ability to have impact. And so it's, it's, but you know, if you think about school, it is this very like singular solo exercise exactly. and people think you're just going to care. And I'm like, that is not work. That, that is not going to work in the working world, you know? And I think that's sort of a, maybe a shortcoming of our educational system. Like you were saying earlier. hundred percent. No, I agree a hundred percent that I was just reading something that said the same thing. It was said, you test alone you mm-hmm. um learn you know you're on you graded alone you do all of these things alone alone like you're oh it's not a working together environment kind of uh process absolutely and how can we expect our kids teens young adults to go out and to know how to conflict resolute right mm-hmm, number mm-hmm. one <laughs> so mm-hmm. important um but then we don't know how to treat people and so then we turn into having um office bullies which mm-hmm. is a horrible thing um and you know just the, the whole process of how do we get ourselves with the right tribe, right? Yeah. By yeah, the vibe yeah. of two tribes. So how yeah, do we, yeah, yeah. How do we set ourselves up for that kind of what what are some steps for success you would tell people? One of the biggest things I say is just to know your strengths, but to also know your areas of development. Mm-hmm. You know, because I think when you know your strengths, right? I know what I bring to the table, but then I also know I don't bring everything to the table. So then I'm able to create the space for other people who bring things that I don't bring. And I think it's, I also, I need to have, I need to place value on those areas. It's not like, oh, well, I can't do these things. <laughs> Let me bring, you know, Sarah over here to do it. It's like, wow, Sarah does the thing well that I don't do. Mm-hmm. I want to bring Sarah in. I want to hear Sarah's perspective. I want to leverage Sarah's strengths for whatever it is we're trying to achieve. So mm-hmm. for me, when people have, a balanced sense of self, it ideally should create space at the table for other people, Mm, you know, because if you think about it, when people are arrogant, that is, it it repels people. Mm -hmm. It does not engage people. It does not make people want to lean in, you know, but I think when you are confident, you know, your strengths, but you know, your areas of development, I think it creates that space. Mm -hmm. And I think for me, that's, that's one of the number one things I think kind of going back, you know, a a little bit to what we were saying earlier is just knowing, just knowing myself, you know, and constantly working on my character. That for me is a huge one. You know, I was listening to this minister speak and he was saying, you can, I'm going to paraphrase. He was quoting somebody else. and I'm (laughs) going to butcher what he quoted, but it was basically like, you can't build anything bigger than yourself. You can only build something to the level of your own development. And so if you, and I've seen it, I've, I actually worked for what I affectionately call a start down. And I think 
part of the reason that organization didn't didn't really, you know, live up to its potential is because of the character of the leaders. Mm. You know, you can have the best idea. I mean, and we we see what's happening in the world today with some of our leaders. We won't even name their names, but right? <laughs> <laughs> we can see bless what is happening. Yeah, bless yeah. their hearts. Like you can be brilliant, but yeah. if you're operating from a place of fear and insecurity and dominance and aggression, you know, and feeling like you can run this whole entire business without other people, Mm. it doesn't work. You know what I mean? And so I think we have to know ourselves to know like, okay, I'm operating from a place of fear right now. What can I do to get out of that so that I'm not leading from that, from that space? Cause you don't make good decisions when you're operating from fear and you're operating from insecurity. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, having people around you too, that can kind of check you on that, mm-hmm. that you, that you trust, that you can be vulnerable with, that can coach you, that can sort of make you rise to a higher version of yourself. Yeah. I think that's really important. That and so those are the, my next thought. Sorry. I didn't yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, no, go ahead. Exactly. Coaching. Exactly. Like, absolutely. That's so great for, for people that are, you know, trying to build something big is to get mm. the best ideas from people who have done it. Um, yeah. people who may be in the same thing as you are now, and then somebody maybe who's on their journey so that you mm. can be a voice for them too, to kind yeah. of be like mentor, mentee, mentee, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure those aren't words, but yeah, it's absolutely it's so when you can kind of create that kind of team or mindset, like you said, then you can build your, and, I, and I, I just want to add one thing. I think that's one of the things sometimes I see, you know, in corporates that people who might be at the top or who are more senior might not necessarily acknowledge there are things I can learn from people that are younger. Mm. You know, they can keep me hip and on trend. Yeah. They might be able to teach me things about technology. They might have more emotional intelligence than I do. You know so what I mean? True. So recognizing that everybody has something to teach me. Mm. I don't care who it is, right? And they and the perspective that they bring is something that is important. And could help us have the next breakthrough idea. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why you got to invite people to the table who are different than you, because you're not going to get innovative ideas from the s- people who think the same and look yeah. the same and have the same background. <laughs> like, no. you know what I mean? You're yeah. going to get you're going to get the breakthrough ideas from mixing a bunch of people who are different together and see things from a totally different perspective. And that, that's why I think that's so important. But you got to be a confident person to be willing to open up your space and invite those mm-hmm. people to the table. Oh, that's fantastic. Where can we go find the book? Is it available online, hardback at the stores? Where does it, it is. It's everywhere, good? Sarah. Everywhere, everywhere you get your books. I love yes. it. Go go on Amazon. You can go to Barnes and Noble. Great. Um, you can. And I want to say, too, I narrated my audiobook. So if you want to listen Wonderful. to me talk for nine hours and 44 minutes in a nondescript American accent, <laughs> I toned down my Southern, my Southerness. That's great. <laughs> I, I just wanted to be, you know, an, an American from somewhere in America. Right. Yeah. So, right, yeah. Right. So, yeah. So there's a paperback that. ebook and audiobook. Fantastic. Oh, I love that. And it's so it's going to be so good for people who read it take it forward. Are, do you have like places in the book people can write notes or anything? Or do you recommend Don't. that to people like highlight Absolutely. this or Absolutely. How, you know, mark it up? Yeah. I literally people have I mean, I don't I, I, I think um, they may have mentioned this to you, but my book was initially published in South Africa and the UK last year. Okay. So I have so many people that, you know, have sent me messages on LinkedIn and 
and, you know, who've just talked about and on different social media platforms about how they've gone back to my book when they get into different scenarios or situations at work. So that warms my heart because I did not want this to be a book that you read and then it just collects dust. Mm -hmm. I wanted it to almost be like a a manual, you know, or or a guidebook that you refer back to often whenever you get into different situations. So that's, that's a, that warms my heart. I love that. No, I love to get feedback too. It's the yeah. best. great to get feedback from your community showing that you are bringing value to yeah. those individuals, families, businesses all across the board for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Is, is there any um, social media that you want to, if anybody wants to talk to you or reach yes, out about? I love to connect with let people. Let us know on websites, anything you have. Yes. My website is carriesanderson.com. It's very original. I'm sure, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Yeah. And then you can find me on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at carriesanderson, just under my name. Super. Well, that's that's easy to find you then. I'll make sure that we're connected on all of those. Yes, absolutely. Already. So let's do that. Well, it's been so great having you on. Thank you so much for um, being patient in the scheduling process while we worked things out. And it was so nice to have you here. I look forward to hearing, do you have any second books in in the making or any ideas that you might have? I've got lots of ideas. I got to sell this first one though. Yeah, right. So you can put all the rest into fruition, right? I get that. I get that. Well, please go check out her book. Show us that book one more time. One more time. Just look for my face, guys. (laughs) Intelligence Isn't Enough by Carice Anderson. Um, So, so nice to have you. Thank you again for your time and the value that you're sharing with us through these experiences. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me, Sarah. And thanks for listening to whoever listens. Oh, I love it. Great listeners. Thank you, listeners. (laughs) Have a great day.